Okay, welcome back to, shall we say, episode two. We finally figured out the name of the podcast, which is Talking With My Grandfather Before He Croaks. Yes, that's true. It's a long and wordy one, so what I might do is acronym it, but we'll see. That'll be the, that's the name of it, and I like it. And yeah, it's I, very catchy. You're the one who came up with it. That's the part that makes it special. Um, <laughs> so, all right. At, at 77, I'm entitled to use the word croaks. You, you're entitled to use whatever the hell you want yeah. at 77. So, uh, let's start off with episode two, which is... I'm going to preface it with a question. And it's a blanket question. It's very broad. So, what is your opinion on social media? Well, I'm ashamed to say that I, I really don't use it. Um, I like my privacy. I think that social media can be a good thing when it's not abused. But unfortunately, I think certain people abuse social media when given the opportunity, which we can get into later. But it, it's a, a very good tool if... Uh, you want to uh, get information out there and share information. But like I said, at my age, not many of my friends use social media, so I don't use social media. Okay, so very, should we say complex answer. Um, specifically within social media. So you said, first of all, let me back up. You said people can abuse the power of social media and that is a indirect but quite direct response to a very special someone who yes. spent four years in a big white building right should should have been in a big white coat <laughs> with ties in the <laughs> with ties in the back with somebody um, bringing him in and out of a room that has padding on it and a little that or a white coat with a little special white hood on top yeah. uh, <laughs> yep. So that is that is one thing about special media. Social media. Social media. <laughs> social media that bothers me because uh, it can be used to get information that's false out to people who want a leader, uh, much like they did in Germany when uh, they anointed Hitler as their leader. Right. And. Uh, uh, they, people wanted a better way of life, and they didn't care how they got it at whoever's expense it might be. And uh, I think uh, our past president, um, who is still claiming he is president, still utilizes social media if he hasn't been cut off to try to attract those people with little or no brains. Not even five minutes in. Let's go. We're ready. We are so ready for this. Um, no, I agree with you. I agree with you. I mean, granted, that's a, that's an additional topic that adds to the market of social media is, you know, the freedom that comes with it. Because that's, we live in America, obviously, so we have the free, our freedom of speech and our freedom to post and choose what we want. 
obviously these companies are private entities, i.e. Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, they're all private entities. So they are allowed to come up with their own policies. And just like a restaurant, if the restaurant requires a tuxedo and you show up in a beach shirt, they can kick you out. They have the right to deny you service. Same thing with a company. That's why Trump was suspended. That's why other people have been suspended on other platforms because they violate their guidelines. With that being said, that is the guidelines within the company, let alone the guidelines within a country or a state. That is separate. For example, we see in other countries, North Korea, they have very limited access to certain things. And when they do, it's they don't have access to the outside world. It's very condensed into where they're at. Um, with social media, I think it's a personally, I think it's amazing for the sense of communication. Everything beyond that, no, that's false. I think it's great for communication and it's great for connecting people in the sense of finding who you are, finding maybe you're in a town where no one enjoys the same things as you or you don't really have a lot of friends. You can find those friends online. Um, you can find that community who loves Harry Potter video games. You can find that community who loves that one author who writes on Wattpad. You know, uh, I think it's great for those things. The, the, and I would argue that was towards the beginning and the middle of social media. We are, obviously social media is very young, but I think, personally, I think we've passed the renaissance of social media and are entering a plague. And we have to come out of this plague to find our next renaissance. But currently, I think we are in a plague with social media because social media is no longer about having fun and connecting and doing these things. It's about monetization. And specifically people like me, people like my friends, we cannot post or do things on social media anymore for the fun of it without the mindset of, can I make money from this? Or can I get famous off of this so that I don't have to be in debt? It's all about monetization. And that's whether that's because the companies that are within our country are obviously capitalistic focused and they're profit focused. So that's where they, they angle their apps at is profits and cost efficiency. Uh, or if it's just the society, how our society is developing. Um, so I think, I think social media is great as a connection piece and a way to develop who you are. But I think we have far, we've traveled far from that and are now entering where I would argue is a plague of social media. Yeah, like I said in the beginning, I think uh, social media is, can be used as a tool that is excellent and uh, you just described that um, but uh, I think there's a generation gap for people who use social media and social media and how they use it um, you're 23 years old I'm 77 I still have my faculties on Monday Wednesday and Friday and uh, I probably you know, yeah, sometimes Saturday <laughs> But I, uh, 
I could use social media, and I I I don't choose to. Um, I have many many sites that try to contact me that are social media based, uh, dating, um, you know. Uh, would you would you like to meet other singles? Um, would you uh, like to uh, establish a uh, criteria for how you want to be buried? Um, Do you want erection pills? Yeah, erection pills. That's right. I mean, if I if I had a dollar for every time uh, I got a uh, <laughs> social media contact about uh, having an erection. I know. Uh, you know, I, I, I used to uh, look at it. I, in fact, I didn't have my glasses on. I thought it was about an election, but <laughs> it's, about, it's about erections, you know? Well, but see, you bring up a very important topic. I was going to talk about something else, but that is, that's extremely important, which is, and this is part of where I, I argue in, in terms of the plague aspect, is, I mean, and this is not just in social media. This is in films, and this is in TV. This is anywhere that is public advertising or public area is sexualization. Whether it's the erection pills or just some, like TikTok, you've got underage women being promoted on the app for dancing in bikinis. And, mm -hmm. you know, they're underage, they're, they're legal age, they're whatever. But there's plenty of people who are inventing and making cinematic art pieces in under a minute and they're doing very poorly and it's because the app incentivizes quick sexualization because that's a desire and that's a quick grab and that's something that they can guarantee will will grab a majority and it will bring in and rake in the a short-term uh, amount of money yeah and views um, but it's yeah it sucks but in terms of getting those emails and those things yeah oh, the best email uh, and the best social media one is women, married women in your neighborhood. Oh, yeah, five miles away. That, that want to cheat on their husband. And their husband say it's okay. Yeah. So <laughs> give me a call and I'll be over in 15 minutes, you know. Hot moms in your area. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Yeah. so I, in yeah. my day, uh, we, didn't have, we didn't have that. Um, no, we had, we, didn't, we had hot moms. You, but <laughs> but we, we, did, we, did, we didn't have that. But... We'd all do seriousness. It's uh, headed in another direction, I guess. Uh, I think social media would have helped me when I was going to college and going for my master's degrees because I could have connected with people who are you know, doing the same thing. Right, same major, same yeah. department, same area, job aspect, yeah. or just interests. Yeah. Uh, now it bothers me when... Um, you know, with, with, with social media, when I do get a contact from somebody my own age who uh, I, haven't, I haven't heard from in years, uh, I, get the, I get very, very sad sometimes when I hear, you know, what's wrong with them or I see them, you know, I want to have the image of them when they were younger. So there's, you know, a, good, a give and take with uh, social media, but the one that bothers me the most is that clown that's running around our country, creating uh, you know civil unrest and civil war? Talking and, about Trump, right? Yeah. Okay, I wasn't sure if you were alluding to someone else. No, abso absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. I thought I wasn't sure if you were alluding to someone else. No, I agree. Yeah. 
you know, I got I have two things for that. One, in terms of social media, you know, I think the gap makes it difficult because of how quickly social media developed, of how, like how it came to be and how it sort of exploded into this supernova event. Um, it makes it difficult for people like you and people younger than you to jump in if you've never been a part of it. Right. You know, that's like we make fun of my generation and generations below me make fun of, you know, the Facebook moms. They're, you know, middle-aged women who only know, the only thing they know how to use is Facebook. And it's very, very basic knowledge of Facebook, even though they've been using it for like five years. Um, and they're, they're there to chat with their girlfriends and connect with the family so they can post pictures and all family members can see it without having to email them or um, mail them physical copies of the photos. But, like, it's a genuine thing. The, the speed at which it developed is faster than anything your generation has ever seen. And No, I, the c computer, really, the, the introduction of the computer from the word processor was something that was magnificent. I remember when I was in college and my dad spent $350 because I was writing a book and I, need, I told him I couldn't do the tap, tap, tap typewriter anymore and he got me a word processor and we went from all of a sudden, a couple of years later, we went to uh, a computer. That was the big, the big jump for me. Like I guess uh, yeah, but when when did when did that? Do you remember when the first shall we say digital word processor came? Yeah. Not not necessarily computer, but can you give a ballpark a decade? Uh, I would say uh, for me, um, word processor. Are you talking about my first thing, my first word processor? Yes, nineteen. I would say 1968. Okay, so that that's a point I, I want to make. 1968, you had your word processor. Yeah, I was 24, let's say. Right. That I recognize, and that's something that to me I find miraculous, is you have the capacity and the ability to have seen from the typewriter to... That was the French fries. <laughs> from the typewriter to the... Um, to the iPhone, I mean, like that—that that alone is is nuts. So, but the the point I'm trying to make is when I say the capacity with which that social media has progressed in such a short amount of time. Your word processor was the '60s. We now have computers in 2020s. But MySpace, the first social media, arguably the first social media thing was 2003. It's not even been two decades. Yeah. I mean, screw that. I mean, before we even hit 2015, we had tons of, we had Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and God knows what else. Mm -hmm. uh, we had Snapchat, I believe. I forget when Snapchat came out. Um, but like, from 2003 to 2015, let alone, a massive progression in social media, social media culture, and the society within social media versus computers for you was decades long. And that's where my argument of there's such a gap because what took 
50 years for you guys to really get through and see the process of. That same process was condensed to nine years on the internet. No, and, and for that reason, it makes it difficult for people like you who were using typewriters to then switch over to wireless cell phones that can watch movies and contact relatives. But I do. do. But, but I do. right, and you do. But the fact that you are able to is extraordinary on its own because of how mechanical things were back then. And that's because not only am I handsome, I am. But also, you're smart. I'm you're smart. quick learner. That's, that's correct. <laughs> and uh, but you saw what happened today. Uh, yesterday. Yesterday I had a uh, 1951 uh, typewriter, Remington type typewriter, that I mailed to your to your sister because she's a writer. Yes. So she should have. So look, typewriter, word processor, computer. We, you know, I've experienced all of these and had to go through uh, changes, and now it's. Uh, all these forms of social media, and unless you introduce me to them, I have no desire to be in, to do it. Right. I mean, why do I need other than FaceTime? Uh, why do I need all these forms? Because I don't have that many people that are, are friends of mine that are still alive. Well, right. You know, and you you know you're and you're also not the type to go out and go make new friends every day. That's Some right. people do. And for that reason, that's where social media would come into benefit is, you know, these people who, well, the original purpose of social media was for people to, those extroverts or those introverts who find it fearful to physically interact with people, it would give them an outlet to make friends and find people without having to physically interact. But that's different. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to need it. And you're going to have to teach it to me because we are headed for a civil war in this country. Oh, God. Yes, we are. And with this maniac, I keep going back to him, with this maniac giving speeches and these people who actually believe that he's going to be president in August and all these groups walking around wanting uh, equal rights and the cancel cultures that are going on because of social media, uh, not because of social media, but because you can get on social media and broadcast where, you know, instead of getting with a megaphone right. and, and, or a microphone, uh, we, we are headed to a very, very big problem. And especially since we have a, a uh, older president who, um, you know, uh, I would say he's smart. I don't want to degrade him, but, you know, uh, you, 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 you lose a little bit, bit of your brain cells when you get to to be his age and my, my yeah. age, you know. Well, so. that's, I mean, that's a whole separate topic. My right. opinion, no president should be above the age of 65. Um, it, even that is too much, but I'm not going to go any further mm -hmm. than that. But, My, but, you know, I agree with you. I, uh, I agree with you to an extent because social media has given the populace the power to contact each other and congregate and do these things and host these events and these protests. Good events and protest, good protests. Good and protests and bad protests. Yeah. You know, the... the Without social media, we wouldn't have had the insurrection. Without social media, we also wouldn't have had LGBTQ protests for their rights and black people's rights and things, these, right, these protests for human rights. We would not have been able to have. 
without the ability to make Facebook or Instagram. Yeah, but I on the same hand, because we are in a free society or nation, we have the freedom to do both good and bad. And you've got Facebook groups that are closed off and it's filled with white supremacists. And you've got Facebook groups filled with nonprofits that are specifically used for helping people. And it's it, the rate at which things are happening are speeding up. So, you know, a, a major insurrection level riot maybe would happen every few years or, few de or every decade or something like that. And as we get more and more connected with social media, it's happening at a faster rate because it's no, we no longer need someone like Martin Luther King to march through and, and really spend weeks and days doing this. Yeah, One mean? kid yeah. can say something, and if it goes viral, within a day, mm -hmm. people will congregate and do something yeah. about it. But the danger is also, like in Europe and France and Germany, and uh, England, and now in our country, we have the biggest population of, of anti-Semitic groups, uh, Nazis. Right, social and, media is creating yeah. echo chambers yeah. by, and again, that, the echo chamber topic, stems from various things. Stems from the apps attempting to allow you the ultimate level of customization. So if you don't wanna hear from these people, you don't have to. At the same time, it's also profiting off of that by giving you exactly what you want and figuring out if you're a white supremacist, we're going to give you more people like you. If you're a, a dog lover, we're going to make sure we put dog photos on your feed. And for that reason, it makes us more money because you spend more time on the right. app. Right. These echo chambers boost people's confidence and it, you know, it, we, we're already seeing it with stuff like vaccinations. People are so deep into these echo chambers that we no longer trust scientists. Yeah. We no longer, these scientists have got us to the moon. They've cured various diseases, eradicated some diseases at, at the best, and are continuing to do things. And they came up with a vaccine for the virus we just had in about a year and change. And yeah, it's obviously concerning for people who say, oh, the side effects, and I get that. But at the same time, they did it in a year. And you've got people who are going, oh, no, no, it's microchips. And oh, it's, it's designed to actually kill us. And the virus was this. Oh, my God. Yeah, people will believe what they're led to believe unless they want to challenge what is said. And the, but the problem is they can't. It's getting harder and harder to challenge because people have these echo chambers. So, they, like, you go up to one of these people who is an anti-vaxxer and you say, here's five scholarly articles from scientists who helped create it that tell you it's okay. The side effects are slim to none in terms of cancer or death, whatever, but there's some side effects, obviously, headaches, migraines, whatever. Here they are. And then you get these people that go, well, my sources say they're lying. And their sources are a, science, a guy who's a science teacher in high school, some guy who got fired from his, his medical department because he was lying and using improper information, and 500 other people who agree with him. 
and he feel and he or she feels that because they've got numbers, they're more in the right, and it makes no sense. Yeah, well, you got to you got to uh, even if you're saying the correct thing, opposing you know opposed to what you just said, where he makes he's not telling uh, factual information. Even if you're saying the correct thing, but it's a little. Uh, you know, it, it inflames certain people, you get canceled. Well, that's, I mean, that's an additional, that's an additive to social media yeah. as well. As, yeah, you could be saying the truth. You could be saying the right thing. But if it gets misconstrued or people get too upset, you can get canceled. And everything you have and own becomes garbage because it, uh, your integrity, your, your, or not integrity, your reputation gets tarnished and if you're a scientist if you're a political person it can deeply affect your ability to speak out afterwards in a way that previously was not possible um and it, it's it's hard and i think on top of this as well part of the reason why we have so much shall we say conspiracies and distrust also stems from the fact that every single government america England, Italy, doesn't matter where it is, there is secrets and deceit within each set of government. Oh, the government doesn't tell you the truth. But that's the point. And that, but the problem is, is because we have social media and we are able to find and discuss these inconsistencies at such a high level, it leads to the conspiracy thought of, so if this isn't real, how do we know this isn't real? How do, if they lied about this, how do we know they're not lying about that? It's a massive problem. More fries. <laughs> yeah. no, you know, gosh. it's a huge problem, the lack of transparency. And it's a difficult thing to balance, too, because you can't, the government, I am in agreement that the government cannot be fully transparent with society because there's certain things they cannot talk about. Because within our society, we may have enemies who are infiltrating our society. So we can't say, oh, here's our plans for the next 10 years right. and who we're going to bomb and who we're going to have war with. And here's our next 10-year plan for how we're going to manage um, our taxes and where we're going to change our taxes. They can't do that. Yeah, they, but here's an example. You know, but they can be transparent with important things or they can actually give a damn about society a little more. Yeah, but here's an example. This week, there was an article online about... How the Chinese government are buying up our farm areas. Yes. And had that article not been there, I had not heard one politician discuss it. Right. And, you know, all we need is somebody to, you know, control our food supply. I remember uh, years ago, um, the Japanese buying Hawaii, buying all the big hotels and everything. They had the money. We were in, in, in trouble. And people are complaining. Now the Chinese are aimed at uh, buying up our uh, food supply. And the government doesn't tell us. Um, if somebody maybe gets on social media and tells us and the word spreads, that's a good thing. Right, right. And, and that's an important thing. Yeah. And that's why social media is extremely valuable. Yeah. Because for all that it's negative, there are deep, important topics that need to be shared. It's it's a lot easier to have whistleblowers. It's a lot easier mm -hmm. to find this information out now and to hold people accountable and to post videos. I mean, 
the BLM movement. You know, we had so many videos of cops that there's physical proof of these cops destroying evidence and their body cams. And we were able to document and save it on social media of these heinous events. And obviously it goes both ways. There's heinous events that happen on, on the human side too, in just society. Yeah, but the, but the, the, the point is, is it's a beautiful way to document life and history and what's going on around us, regardless of the event. And for that reason, it's easy to replicate the videos and archive it so that it can't be destroyed. At the same time, the amount of content that is being produced every minute is is unimaginable. I mean, I forget what the number is. It's like YouTube, I think, I don't know if it's every day. No, it's every minute or hour. Every one hour of YouTube, you're, every, every one hour that passes on YouTube, 500 hours of footage is uploaded onto YouTube. Okay. Something so, like that. That capacity is nuts. Yeah, it, it, it's good, like you had said, it will uh, highlight the bad things have done, you know, uh, we, we're, we're at a point of contention, you know, if cops are doing a bad thing and they got them doing it, uh, some people then will say, oh, cops are bad, and I don't like that. Right. And I'm then pro, I'm pro, pro police, but again, you catch the bad ones, and as long as it doesn't get expanded and saying, okay, uh, okay we have to do... Uh, you know, uh, this with the police and that with the police, which you and I do not agree with. Um, it can be a, a good tool and a bad tool, depending on which side of the knife you look at, you know. Well, uh, like I said, it creates an echo chamber for those who are looking to do good and bad things. Yeah. So, you know, you get those echo chambers that are really trying to show good and say, here's, here's what this cop just did. We have, I saw one today, video footage, a guy was getting pulled over and on video, he sees the cop throw a bag into his car. And he goes, what'd you just throw in my car? And he goes, I don't know what you're talking about. And he goes, I see the bag right there. And he goes, I'm recording. And the cop goes, I'm recording you too. As if, as if it didn't mean anything. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it, it, valuable stuff that saves people's lives. So, and it's, it's destroying habits and behaviors that have run rampant within this country. But at the same time, like you said, I don't agree with the concept of all cops are bad because there's plenty of them that are good. Problem is, and this is where I add in terms of social media, we as a society are, whether it's specifically in America or others, I can't speak for other countries, but a lot deeply in America, we value conflict. We value conflict as a form of entertainment. And for that reason, conflict begets conflict. We value this conflict and so the social media platforms sw switch around their content and give you the conflict and they promote the conflict because they know that's what's gonna draw the most views, that's what's gonna have people talking the most, and that's what keeps you on longer. That's what gets you watching five YouTube videos from different artists telling you about the whole story of Jeffree Star and um, Shane Dawson, like whatever. But conflict drives it. And for that reason, people are always looking for conflict. And sometimes they create it yeah, specifically to get you. the views. I agree with you totally. Uh, and it's a, it's a mess. Uh, you know. 100%. And, you know, we're talking about uh, heavy stuff in social media. But 
Again, there's a lot of light stuff in social media. There's a lot of great stuff. There's yeah. a lot of beautiful stuff. And it, it has opened a door for m hundreds of thousands of jobs, if not millions, across the world. Mm -hmm. For people to have a job doing something they love, whether it's playing video games, making paint, like body paint art, drawing, animating, things that people would have not have been able to do pre-social media because they would have needed to enter the, the movie industry for makeup or, or yeah. animation or TV if they wanted to act. Now they can do it on YouTube. They can do it on Twitch. Yeah. They can have the life that they want with the hours they want. They don't even need to go by the industry's hours. They can go by their own hours. Yeah. And it's great. It is. You know, but doubling that, I would also add social media as an idea for a job is very, very difficult. And this is coming from experience and some of what I'm observing, which is a lot of major companies do not recognize how difficult it is to manage social media. They, most of them still don't because most of the ones who run the companies are too far removed from what social media really is. They have a Facebook, they have a LinkedIn and a Twitter, and they think they know how social media works because they're in their 50s and they've been using it for five years. Mm -hmm. Means dick. <laughs> because as someone who's been a part of a radio station, who's seen the social media team work their asses off for content that is good, but content that's not made daily and requires a whole team, a whole team of like five people to come out with daily content on one or two p platforms. As someone who's looking for a job and applying for jobs right now, I have seen positions that I have not applied for that ask one person to do the man to do the job of five to ten men, manage all their social media platforms that Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Snapchat, possibly Twitch, depending on the company. I mean, and you have to somehow consume content on all of those platforms to be aware of all the trends across the board, which they vary across each platform. Read and pay attention to the analytics, how your videos are doing, where they're coming from, who's watching them, and how do we boost which ways. And then create the content. So write, produce, record, and post the content. And then get it done every single day. And on top of that, do other stuff administratively for the company. It's physically impossible with with a, shall we say, a 40 hour work week. Yeah, well, Impossible. Yeah, well, let's just put it this way also. Uh, had I not had you as my grandson, who when I visited your campus, you took me uh, into where you broadcasted your uh, radio show for five years, uh, I would not know the complexity of, it, of what it was to put up uh, uh, a show and you know I still just I still just skimmed you know what is being done um, but also along along with that a podcast like we're doing now I mean I never knew what a podcast was I never knew when I wanted to listen to your show that I can go hey Alexa give me you know uh, iHeartRadio 102.5 Montclair State and ask for the uh, 
you know, your program. Right. Uh, By the way, if anyone wants to listen to that radio station, it is 90.3 oh, w- sorry. WMSC Upper Montclair. It's okay. Right. I will I will plug them yes, happily. Not, I, that's right. I'm sorry. I I'm just no got, longer on there. I just wanted to plug yeah, their station. I just gave you the bone in Florida. <laughs> totally, totally different, you know. But no, yeah, I, I understand that. And it is complex. And I think that's that's interesting as well because a lot of people don't realize the complexity behind a lot of stuff that it involves media or technology in general. Like, you know, when it comes to animation, people think it's very easy. You just yeah. draw some crap and then throw it on. People don't realize how much really goes into it. The realism, the lighting, the colors, the shading, everything has to be in a specific way. It has to be on tempo. It has to be on beat. It has to it has to go inside with the words that are being said. You can't have the mouth opening when someone's not talking. Like, you know, it's very complex that people don't realize. Do you know what it is sometimes, Peter? You get up early in the morning and I have Alexa right near my bed. Yes. And I have my phone with Siri. And sometimes I get confused because I'm still half awake. And I'll go to Siri. Alexa, and then I look at the phone, why doesn't she respond to me? Yeah. And I'll go, son of a bitch, this, <laughs> this phone's not working. And I look at the clock and I say, oh my gosh, it's too early to call Peter or wake him up. Why isn't Siri working? And then all of a sudden a voice comes from Alexa. Hello, Al, yeah. how can I help you? So, you know, this is a big jump for older people well, who don't even use this. And I enjoy it because right. it gives me so many different aspects, you know. Well, and you, and, and again, like I said before, it, the gap, you jumped in on this game late. You, we, me, I didn't even grow up with this. I grew up with the, the most advanced tech I had was a Game Boy. I was born before the iPod Touch. I, I still have the first I iPod Touch. Right, you had, <laughs> you had Bong and Tetris. But like, you know, I I was here before there was even a screen on an iPod. And people, most people don't even know what a freaking iPod is because you hold your music on your phone now. Every phone can hold your music. I used to, you were typewriter. We're not even talking about you. I'm talking about, for me, I was here before it was even easy to have internet on your phone or music on your phone. It was near impossible, you know, I, it was LimeWire if you wanted music illegally, but like, you know, so yeah, like my, you know, the only person, the only person in our family that is arguably born inside technology is Alex, 10 years old, going to be 10 in September. He's, I mean, he knows how to use an iPod, iPad better than I did when I was 16. Mm-hmm. So, but that's because he's been playing on one since he was mm-hmm. one. You know, uh, because he was born in it. So Mm -hmm. his ability to learn and recognize how to use it, he got an earlier start. So it's it's easier to recognize. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you came in late on it. So therefore, yeah, you're going to get confused sometimes. Yeah, you know what I want to see happen? Well, unfortunately, your grandmother, my wife, passed away three and a half years ago. And she wanted to be cremated. So I have her ashes. And it's supposed to be when I pass away... uh, I get cremated and my ashes are put with hers. But I was also thinking, maybe, maybe I should put my cell phone in with the ashes until we're ready to dispose of it. Oh because God. wouldn't that be cool 
Here's a box filled with both our ashes, and all of a sudden, it pops up and goes, Hello, Al. Oh, my <laughs> God. That's awful. That's awful. Or, or Alexa going, Al, I haven't heard from you in a while. That's awful. Are you okay? You know? No, that's awful. You know, so. Well, by that point, though, we may have technology where we could use your voice. We'll, we'll grab your voice and we'll turn it into an audio and then we can talk to it. Oh, that's awful. Why? That's you so know, awful. Technology, technology could scare the hell out of you. I mean, uh, how many times I've been in the other room and uh, Alexa, I didn't ask her a question, would start talking to me. Yeah, okay? I know. And there was an, uh, an article online today, everybody is listening. Yeah. That's, well, uh, sidebar from social media real quick. I, that's why I turn my Siri off. I do not have Siri on. They may still be listening because whatever, but I am against having an Alexa or a Siri or a Google Home because they are listening. For a fact, mom used to work for it for Google and she would have to listen to audio pieces and determine was this someone trying to talk to their Google home or was it just audio? Mm -hmm. And she's listening to people go through a divorce. She's listening to people have sex. She's listening to kids playing video games. She's listening to everything. Kids at a party, parents having a conversation about their loved one dying, like things that are supposed to be private. And I mean, if you think about it logically, it makes sense. Mm -hmm. If you have a machine that you can say hello blank to and it answers it has to be listening all the time what the hell you think it just turns off and somehow recognizes your audio no it has to be listening to pay attention to when you say hello that's correct so by by that standard it is always listening yes so those people who are slightly paranoid yeah. arguably should be <laughs> because yeah. they are listening and they are in fact, recording some of this, all, some or all of it is being recorded. Yeah, and I can have either one, Siri or Alexa, attach me to some form of social media by, without me doing it, without touching any buttons, I, I could have them. Arguably, yeah, yeah you could. But, you know. Arguably, you could. So, and uh, it's, you know, new, so. New world. It's, it's nuts, um, you know, and. It's extremely complex, and for that reason, I'm swinging it back to the job market, which is, uh, you know, there's still people who are your generation and, you know, my mom's generation who are in higher power positions of power that think kids my age can just somehow manage an entire company's social media existence and still do other jobs and get like cinematic quality out of it and work and do it like reasonable hours. It's impossible. It's physically impossible. And that's where I, I add with the whole gap situation because your generation doesn't recognize the capacity with which it takes. A perfect example is how I make TikTok videos. The videos I make, I try and optimize as quickly as I can. And I'm doing them as low quality as I can while still maintaining a average quality. So I'm trying to 
use the app for how it's worth and not use outside editing tools. So I'm using it strictly within the app. I'm writing small ideas. I'm not even writing scripts anymore. I used to write scripts. I'm just writing information down that I then use in the video. I have to find music that's trendy, that's useful for my videos, that works with my videos, let alone trendy. Then I have to find images or videos that apply to my video. I have to record it, add the words or the um, captions, use the right hashtags that work with today's trends, and save it or post it. Takes me hours a day, hours a day to still do one platform. And that's because I'm doing it all on my own. If obviously if I had a, a team, if oh they're editing, they're looking for the trends, I'm just coming up with the ideas and recording them. That's different. But some of these positions that I've seen and, and almost applied for, thank God I didn't, are asking for four to five different social media platforms, posting one to two times a day on all of them, and finding the analytics, finding the trends, having it be high quality to good quality, and doing this all between a nine to five, which is virtually impossible, and they know that too. That's the other thing that, that disappoints me is a lot of these companies do recognize that for specifically social media jobs or media-based jobs, you will be working outside of your hours. And that's, that's just sort of the norm here. And it's, I don't agree with it. I don't like it. I understand if you're going for an entry-level job, you're gonna have to work in the, in the gutters a little bit. That's the way this system works in terms of the ladders, but specifically something like social media, you need to be almost on a 24 hour watch if you're gonna be working for a company like that. Mm -hmm. Depends on the company, you know, and how serious it is. NBC versus some indie company who's, you know, mm -hmm. next to um, Central Park in New York, big difference. But nonetheless, it's, it's a heavy task to do. And obviously you'll have a team for some of these companies, but some of these companies don't. They expect you to just be one man band. So, and it's, it's hard, it's difficult it, to, um, it's difficult to try and apply for these things because there's some kids that are gonna do it, they're gonna apply for it and they're not gonna do a good job and the company's gonna end up with low quality social media work. Yeah, but if you go on YouTube and they look up your name, you, they will see that the work ethic was there. Well, but that, I, I agree. I, I will try, I always try my best to do the best I can with the time that I have. You know, it's like, um, I remember used to, I see a sign and I forget what mechanic shop. It was like, you can have it fast, but it won't be cheap. You can have it cheap, but it won't be fast. Or you can have it, um, there was a third one, I forget. Um, I forget what it is. Like a, it was a three, three tier thing. It'll be, fa it could be fast. Oh, no, I don't remember. It was, oh. Fast, cheap, and uh, quality. So it's fast, but it won't be cheap. So if you want it fast and high quality, it won't be cheap. If you want it good quality and cheap, it's not gonna be fast. If you want it uh, good quality and fast, it's not gonna be cheap or whatever. I might've screwed it up. But anyways, it was that three tier mm -hmm. thing. And that's how I try to base my stuff is like, I, you know, you give me two hours, I can come up with some quality stuff based off of two hours. Yeah. I'm not gonna come out with a, a masterpiece of cinema in two hours, theoretically. Uh, before we end it, let me just 
uh, highlight this. Uh, grandson speaking to uh, his grandfather before he croaks is is humorous, but it's all, it also highlights a point that they shared information there. Oh yeah. And, uh, you keep me apprised of social media. I may not use it, but you keep me apprised of it. You, know, you always say to me, if I need help, don't hesitate to call. And not everybody my age is lucky enough to have uh, that connection with not just their grandson or granddaughter, but someone of the younger generation. And they get lost. It'd be like being thrown in, into the water uh, you can only paddle a certain amount before you uh, drown. You know? Yeah, well, thank you. I'm always, Like I said, I am always here to help. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, me being able to talk to you is great because it separates me from the echo chamber that is my generation. Because a good portion of my generation is against you people and your generation. That's right. Because of your beliefs and your, you guys have a very traditional belief system and that's some even if some of it I disagree with I'm still able to talk to you about it and that's what's beautiful and that's what's nice about it and that's a big reason why I wanted to start this podcast is so that I can have these conversations with you and record them and put them out there that should be our next podcast what uh, your generation versus my generation and why we sometimes can't communicate or why you don't agree with us uh, on uh, what we say, what we do, and uh, why you want changes. That would be uh, very insightful. But then again, you can't put a filter on me. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's do it. Uh, we'll see. I may, have to, I may have to put some beeps in there, depending on what you say. Uh, but that, all right, that'll be our next episode. I mean, I've been good. Uh, you've been good. And granted, you know, we, I, I established this at the beginning, which is... Before we even started this, I told you that you can talk about whatever you want. There's certain things that I personally do not want to talk about because they're either too difficult, I don't have enough information to discuss it, or it's just going to be too aggressive for either side. And for that reason, I've avoided those things. Yeah, we will see with this one. And yeah, this, because... this one seems like we're sort of tightroping and I'm okay with that because yeah. if I have to, I will beep it or I will, I will, I'll, all of these are unedited, but I will have to edit that one if we get there. Yeah. Uh, so, but, <laughs> but no, that'll be a good idea. I think that'll be, yeah. the, that'll be the next one. So tune in next time yeah. and we will talk about that topic. Yeah. Very interesting. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you.